Hey, Dubiglers, welcome to episode five of our podcast. This week, we're going to talk uh, some more about improvement as a big ball player. What I'm going to focus on today is I'm going to focus on the effort that is required and also kind of the, the drudgery, if you will. I just finished watching the last dance with uh, uh, about the Chicago Bulls 98 uh, run where they won the sixth time with uh, Michael Jordan. And I thought that it would be a good uh, podcast for today. I don't know yet what the riff is going to be because I actually don't know and it's just going to be a riff today. So if you're interested in some thoughts about improving your game, stay tuned. If you listen to our podcast, you've heard me speak about our online academy before. Right now we're forming two classes. The first class we're putting together is called Get Past Four. The objective of this class is to help you get past four shots in every rally. Most pickleball rec games average less than four shots a rally. Extend your rallies past four shots on average and have a better game. If you're interested in finding out more, you can go to our website, intopickle.com, or you can email Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at intopickle.com. See you in class. This last week, I got to catch up with a, an ESPN series called The Last Dance, which basically follows the Chicago Bulls uh, during their 1998 run for the NBA championship. It's their sixth championship. It's kind of a big deal, uh, if you, especially if you grew up in, in that time in the 90s. It's kind of being a, a, a big part of your life. Uh, you remember Michael Jordan and the Bulls, a kind of a larger-than-life figure. What struck me, though, about the show, other than, you know, it was interesting to see kind of the back and forth and learn some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, was the amount of downtime. So the amount of, uh, not just downtime, but the amount of uh, work that was put in. If you watch a show, you'll see, obviously, they show the highlights. They show, you know, Michael Jordan uh, winning shot, John Paxson winning shot, Steve Kerr winning shot. So they show all these, you know, fantastic shots and kind of great sequences and some interesting on-court experiences during the the matches particularly during the finals series but you know if you when you really break it down most of the show is they show them in you know practice they show them uh dealing with stuff off court they show them uh you know all sorts of other aspects you know exercising in a weight room uh you know stretching working out uh kinks in their bodies you know as they as they try and and continue to, to march on to the championship and what struck me was you know, how, how we can apply that to pickleball is, you know, we, we focus on the, uh, obviously, you know, when we watch a match, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, Ben Johns or Kyle or, or Simone or one of the, the Waters uh, family playing, you know, it's, it's uh, exciting pickleball. It's, it's really fun stuff. And so, you know, we watch it and, and I think part of our brain says, you know, I want to do that or I can do that. And, and not saying we can't all do something close to that, but, you know what we don't see is we don't see the the hours and hours and hours that all of those players spend working on their craft. Uh, I heard it said that uh, Lee Waters, who's uh, you know one of the, the clearly one of the top ten, probably one of the top five uh, women players in the world, uh, she uh, I think she had something like ten thousand forehand dinks just to get the feel of the forehand dink down. So you know she she has a great uh, uh, pedigree in sport before coming to pickleball. But even a player like that, you know, needed to hit 10,000 plus forehand dinks only just to get the feel of that shot down. And what it really points out is the, you know, the, the, what happens off the court when we're not playing, when we're not, uh, you know, in tournaments and things like that. That is what's necessary if we want to become uh, better players. Uh, I'm going to digress here for a second. You know, I, I, I've, uh, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, I would expect that you're the type of player that wants to improve. You know, I'm, I would never suggest to someone, uh, just because you didn't want to improve, you didn't want to drill, you shouldn't play pickleball. I think pickleball is, you know, one of these awesome activities that, you know, has so much to offer to all sorts of people at all different uh, sort of ideas that they have for what they want for their lives. And so, you know, if you're the type of player that just wants to go out there and, and play socially and enjoy yourself, then please, by all means, play pickleball and enjoy yourself. 
what I'm talking about here is I'm talking about, you know, players who have a genuine interest in improving their game, whether it's just to become better, you know, open or rec players or whether they have aspirations to play tournaments and, you know, hopefully play the U.S. Open or Nationals or something like that one of these years. And, uh, you know, what's what's required to, to get that done. And so, you know, what I, what I thought I would do is talk for a few minutes about the different things that that you can specifically do to uh, improve that are kind of uh, drudge work. Uh, off the court drudge work that uh, and on court drudge work too, but basically drudgery kind of work, uh, kind of like Michael Jordan did, uh, you know, for a number of years in order to to get to where he got. The first thing I'd like to talk about is uh, drilling. If you want to really improve a stroke, so you have a stroke mechanic that you're trying to work on, call it the third shot, a lob, a drive, whatever it is, serve. It's really difficult to work on those strokes when you're in the middle of play. In the middle of play, there's so many other things going on. You know, there's obviously, you know, we're human beings, so nobody wants to look foolish out there and hit a foolish shot and things like that. So it's really difficult to work on stroke mechanics uh, during play. Plus, you're thinking about a million different things. To, to work on stroke mechanics, you really have to drill. And drilling doesn't necessarily mean you have to be out there for three hours, you know, in the heat, you know, with a sauna going, just working, working, working. Uh, you know, drilling can mean 15 minutes before you start play. If you have a friend that you play with who can come out a few minutes early and just drill with you for a few minutes, that'll go a long way uh, towards improving your stroke mechanics. But really drilling is is a, really the only way that I know of to improve stroke mechanics. And you can even drill on your own. I mean, there's a, plenty of drills you can do where you basically just, uh, you know, 20 balls, 30 balls, something like that in a, in a bag. Uh, and you go out there and just drop and hit, drop and hit over and over again. And you'll, you'll be amazed at how much improvement that'll that'll give you. The other type of drilling you can do that is very effective uh, without a, a partner is you can do uh, mirror drills are very good for uh, muscle memory, uh, stroke mechanic muscle memory. It's a really, really good technique. Plus, you get to see what you're doing because you're looking, working in a mirror, so you're actually seeing uh, how you're doing it, and it's really helpful, obviously, to see that. The other thing you can do is wall drills, whether they're in your uh, garage wall or if you, know, you have a park nearby or a club nearby that has a, either a tennis wall or a racquetball wall, something like that. You go out there and hit against the wall, you'd be amazed at how much work you can get in uh, with a wall. So uh, drilling is really the only way to get that done. And if you want to improve uh, stroke mechanics, drilling is key. Another thing you can do to really help your game is analyze video. And so you can do it the way that we do it. Uh, you know, you can get in there and, and go, you know, down to the down to the everything, right? Down to the paddle grip. Or you can just kind of look at it more broadly. And, but you really have to focus. You, you know, watching a game is fine. It's fun to watch games and enjoy yourself watching them. But if you want to if you want to learn from the game, you really have to get into the game and you really have to focus in on one player, kind of see if you can figure out what they're doing, see if you can figure out what they're doing right, what they could have been done better. Uh, you know, we, we call it the critical analysis. Uh, and that's one of the reasons we're doing the online academy, actually, is to help uh, players with that. And so if you can really understand, you know, you, you can really study the game, uh, study the game tape, so to speak, of the game. What happens then is you're able to see the game. And Lori kind of coined that phrase for us, and it's a really good phrase, which is kind of see the game. You know, so you're really seeing things differently or seeing things more thoroughly. And then when you're out there playing, it'll help you identify things that you could probably do better. It'll also help you identify things that your partner might be able to do better. And it'll, it'll finally, it'll help you identify things that your opponents aren't doing particularly well that you can then uh, exploit to, uh, to improve your results in that game. So, you know, drilling for stroke mechanics and then uh, studying game tape for understanding the game and for, and for uh, uh, you know, seeing how to, learning how to see the game is, are really two techniques. The other thing you can do, obviously, you can watch 
uh, instructional videos. You know, we have ours. There's, uh, you know, Joe Baker has a good series. Uh, I don't want to start naming because I'll, I'll forget somebody. But, you know, there's there's a bunch of good videos out there. So just go out there and watch some of the videos. Uh, what I do recommend, though, when you're watching videos, you know, whether they're ours or somebody else's, is try not to do too much. Uh, what can happen sometimes is we we uh, d d just take in too much information and, and then it, it basically becomes like taking in no information because you're trying to do too many things at one time. So try and, you know, pick an area that you want to improve in. Uh, watch some videos on that. Work on it for a little bit. Once you feel better about it, then add something else and so on until you to get to where you want to get to. Until you get to you want <laughs> until you get to where you want to get to. In addition to drilling and watching uh, game tape, uh, pickleball, the other thing that we I think often forget about is, you know, pickleball is a is a is a strenuous sport. Uh, pickleball it's a small court, uh, but we do a lot of movement in pickleball. There was a calculation that I saw in a video where. Uh, and I forget it's on court off court. I forget the gentleman's name right now, but he basically analyzed, uh, you know, a tennis match and said that in an hour of playing tennis, it's about 11 minutes of movement in an hour of playing pickleball. It's about 22 minutes of movement. The movement is different in tennis. You have longer strides covering more space. Obviously in pickleball, it's a smaller space, but we, we take shorter steps, but we take a lot of them as we move around and position around the court. Uh, so, you know, it's a strenuous sport and what we have to do is we got to take care of our bodies and that involves doing some sort of exercise, cardio, some weights are good too, even just body weight exercises, body squats and things like that. I'm not a huge fan of jostling exercises for myself personally. Uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not convinced that our bodies are designed to be uh, doing, you know, 100 jumping jacks a day. Again, I'm not an expert in this field. I'm not, a, uh, not trained in it, but my brain just says there's other things I can do that, that, you know, might get me some cardio that don't involve me. Uh, jumping up and down. I do enough jumping up and down on the pickleball court uh, anyway, so I'm trying to keep that down. But, you know, doing some exercises is, is great. And then stretching. Ah, it's so, so, you know, I forget to stretch all the time. Jill's reminding me all the time about stretching. She's really good about stretching and doing yoga and things like that. I just, you know, I don't know if I find it boring or whatever, but I just, I just don't do enough of it. Stretching is super important. Usually when I have an injury, it's because I haven't stretched the area. Uh, you know, I have a, uh, usually there's one of my calves that uh, gets tight. Uh, if I don't stretch it, all of a sudden I start feeling it in my knee and then I can't play anymore for a few days. Same thing with my back. Uh, and so, you know, stretching is really important. The other thing I've discovered is uh, we live now in a place that has a pool. And uh, if you have access to a pool, there's so many good things you can do in a pool to, to work out and also to, to stretch and things like that. So highly recommend you get into the pool, get your body into condition. Uh, and that's the kind of drudgery, you know, the just stretching, doing some exercises, working on your balance. Uh, things like that. There's some videos that we put out on balance. I uh, highly recommend those to you if you haven't done them. You know, pickleball, we spend a lot of time moving, and, and obviously we need to have good uh, knee posture and good uh, balance. So those videos are really helpful to do those exercises. They're super simple. You can do You can do them. You can do them in the shower while you're drying off, uh, you know, things like that. So there's a, a bunch of things you can do. A lot of them are drudge work. They're kind of, they're not fun. They're not exciting. They're not doing an Ernie or an ATP while you're on the court. But they're the kind of things that once you get on the court, they'll pay off, uh, they'll pay dividends for you when you're on the court because you'll be able to play a better game. If you're interested in improving as a pickleball player, try and refocus on some of the drudgery. Uh, organize yourself, uh, give yourself a schedule of uh, items that you can do to improve your game and improve your, your personal physical uh, self. Uh, that'll then translate to becoming a better pickleball player. That's enough of that. Stay tuned for the riff told you about our first class now i'll tell you about our second class second class is called flawless pickleball here we focus on some of the core strategies that you need to become the best pickleball player that you can be if you're interested or for more information 
Go to intopickle.com or email Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at intopickle.com. See you in class. This week's riff, I want to talk about pickleball paddles. Uh, you know, all of us have tennis shoes, hopefully, some clothes, water, things like that people are playing with. But, you know, we don't, a lot of times, we don't necessarily have the paddle that's best suited for us. What I mean by that is that, you know, different players play different types of games. We're also different as human beings. Some of us are bigger. Some of us are not quite so big. Some of us can hold weight for a long time. Some of us can't. What you don't want to do is buy a paddle just because you saw somebody at your club playing with or just because it's the latest fad paddle. Uh, you saw it online, whatever. What you want to do is you want to spend some time thinking about the type of paddle you should get. If you're unsure of what kind of paddle you should get, we recommend starting with a neutral paddle. That's a paddle that's a pretty good balance of power and control. It doesn't have a lot of weight. That means, means it's going to be somewhere around seven and a half to eight ounces on the on the upper end. If you come from a tennis background, you may want to get a paddle that has a little more heft to it and, and perhaps be more like in the eight or eight two range. Uh, and maybe you want a little more power. Deciding on the type of paddle that's right for you is really important because the paddle is the only thing that makes contact between you and the ball. So it's the linkage between your, the shot that you're hitting and the ball that you're delivering to your opponents, which at the end of the day is the point of the game. If you go to our website at intopickle.com, you can find some resources that can help you uh, hopefully select the right paddle for you. We have a paddle guide, a paddle test, and some other materials. Check those out before you decide on the paddle that's right for you. Thanks for listening with us on week five. We got another 47 weeks to go to complete the first year of this uh, podcast. Uh, we'll hopefully uh, get there with you and uh, let us know if you want any particular topic covered. Send us an email, Tony at intopickle.com. See you next week and stay safe out there.